Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Welcome, as always. Thank you for joining us. Happy to be spending our day with you. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier, and we are Computer and Technology Radio. Some really interesting stories today. We're going to talk about Prime Day mistakes that you might make, uh, Starlink for moving vehicles, and hey, the boring companies in Las Vegas. Marsha, how is your day? Uh, it's you know, it's hot. What can I say? Yeah, it the is hot. Is yeah. just is just crazy. Um, we're pre 4th of July. It's, uh, going to cool down here a little bit, but we got places in the country that are having crazy weather. Yeah. It's just, I'm telling you drought here, here in our neck of the woods, we're in heavy duty drought and in other places they're, you know, they've had massive rainstorms. And so I don't know, I don't know whether one's worse than the other. It's uh, not fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right. So uh, Boring Company, which is, of course, Elon Musk's company, which it took me a little while to figure out when he meant boring, he meant boring into the ground as opposed to the boring oh, things Mark. that he might make. Oh, Mark. I mean, God, Jeez. it's so boring. You know, and they came out with that flamethrower. I thought that's not boring. But anyway, the Boring Company, who has been come, they've been talking about, we go to CES almost every year, except for since the pandemic has started. And um, it's always a zoo. It's a crazy zoo. I mean, maybe our listeners can't even picture this because when I first saw it, Mark, right? I mean, who can picture 20 full-size buses? Oh, in, yeah. Uh, right? And there are lines of people, maybe 60 people long, in each line waiting to get on the bus as it pulls in. And then they fill up the buses and another bus comes in their space. Mm-hmm. Trying to get from CES to, from the convention center to your whole hotel can easily, easily take an hour, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very difficult. You know, I mean, they've got, well, if this works, uh, they'll have these vehicles, you know, they're uh, Tesla Model X and Ys to transport passengers between the, the Vegas Loop. Um, and hopefully it speeds up things because it's just very, very difficult. Uh, they claim that as many as 57,000 passengers will be able to travel through the tunnel system per hour. No taxpayer money is going to be spent. Uh, the bill, uh, let's see, the company would foot the bill for building the main tunnels. And, you know, there are that's a lot of stops, Marsha. I mean, what do you get out of that? Yeah, I mean, 55 stops along 29 miles of tunnels. I think, A, this is going to take a while, especially because they expect every hotel to pay for their own station. Right. And second, one of the things we're ignoring here is the Boring Company already operates a small version of these Tesla in tunnels system under the Las Vegas Convention Center, which, which they opened in 2021. And that involves two 0.8-mile tunnels, and that can get you from one end of the convention center to the other, which, again, for those listening, that convention center is huge. And it can easily take you, what, Mark, a half hour to get from south to north? Oh, it's a ridiculous amount of time. So, you know, yeah, that's already operating, supposedly. So this is a second system, the Vegas Loop that they're talking about. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, and I'm I just wonder since COVID now we're in what year 3 of COVID. 
that how many people are actually going to go back to CES? You know, when we go to the CES, and if anyone's been lucky enough, and it's a fun show, you know, it really is. There's tons of things to see, but you are inch by inch next to somebody. I mean, there's no space yeah. in between. Well, you know, but I got to tell you, a lot of the manufacturers and stuff have been doing stuff online. Yeah, it's been which terrible. Which is so boring. Not only that, it's so boring. And yeah. let me quickly say this, that as a woman in tech, mm-hmm. uh, because they're like Zoom calls, I, I don't. It, I get better answers when I'm in person and right. I can actually talk to people. But on a Zoom call with people I don't know, trying to get answers, it, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah, and I hope- it's, it's not working as far as I can see. No, and I hope they clean it up, and I hope that everything goes well, and I hope people come back. Uh, you know, I have to say personally, I don't know that I want to be walking around a room with 200,000 people with COVID still going on. So I don't know. I guess we'll see, and we'll see what happens. We've got yeah. six months till the next show, so we'll see how it well, goes. Well, we all have masks, so there's that. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, so CVS executive was accused of ripping off seniors and taxpayers for what? This is this is freaking insane. And this is something we really, 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 really have to pay attention to. It's not only Medicare, it's regular prescription services that you get from your insurance company. It seems that CVS was, we won't say price fixing, and of course this is all alleged, but they kind mm-hmm. of caught the guy, so <laughs> I don't right. know how alleged. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Every pharmacy, just so you know, creates formularies, which are lists of drugs that are covered by either Medicare or Blue Cross or, mm-hmm. you know, all different companies. And yep. it, the drug companies pay for placement on those lists. Oh, sure. So sometimes, probably all the times, they pay CVS, uh, Walgreens, the Rite Aid, you name it, a big rebate for them putting their drug on the formulary. Well, it seems that CVS Caremark and the CVS Retail Network work together um, to disallow coverage of cheaper multi-source generic for at least 15 drugs that they could pick up. I mean, even opioid addiction drugs. I mean, this is serious. This is is ridiculous. That's terrible. yeah, and it's it, not just seniors, it's everybody and anybody who has to take drugs, you know, aside mm-hmm. from your, okay, antibiotics when you get sick, whatever, right. but has to take drugs. So I took a little deeper dive into this and I went on the net because we all know about GoodRx, right? Yep. There, there are other websites and another good one that I found that was even cheaper than GoodRx was called americaspharmacy.com. And these websites work with you going to the website, finding your drug, they print out a coupon, you present that coupon when you go to the pharmacy to pick up your drugs, and you get the cheaper price. Mm-hmm. Now, what I have to say is that Mark Cuban's online pharmacy yeah. is literally at least a third to a half cheaper than the other online pharmacies. Now, granted, you have the convenience of taking a coupon right to the pharmacy, Mm -hmm. but if it's a drug that you take regularly, I mean, I looked up a drug called um, metformin, which is very common that a lot of people take. 
Yeah. Uh, it was $3.90 for a month's worth on Cost Plus Drugs, Mark Cuban's mm-hmm. website, which, by the way, he is not paying for any advertising or PR on. So it mm-hmm. all has to be word of mouth. Uh, that was a third of the price that was on GoodRx. Yeah, the prices are ridiculous. And I have to say, the story talks about how they were uh, blocking seniors from generic drugs as opposed to, you know, wanting them to get the the name brand drugs, which the manufacturers pay them big rebates for. I mean, the prices are so ridiculous between a generic drug and a regular. I mean, I like a billion Americans take cholesterol medication and I have the generic for it, which I've been taking for a long time. And it's like six dollars for a 90 day supply. The non-generic go look form, it, go look it up on Cost Plus Drugs and and yeah. costplusdrugs.com and see if if it's even cheaper than that. Uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Well, you know, I'm with a big um, um, healthcare company. So. Yeah, well, we're all with big healthcare companies. Right. That's yeah. the point. But well, if I mean, you take your co- prescription, yeah. you know, and you get you can still get your drugs from Cost Plus Drugs if the price is cheaper right. than you're paying with your insurance. Yeah. I'll look. Uh, I'll try to look it up while we're on the air and come back. So yeah, that's a that's a pretty miserable story, I have to say. Uh, boohoo and bad to them. Uh, okay, so now Fix okay. It has. So I Fix It has genuine repair parts for Google Pixel. Yeah, let me talk about this while you look up the other thing. So we've been talking about the right to repair, and as a matter of fact, I got a really good argument from a friend of mine who was here from Europe. Why do you want people to give them the right to repair? Blah, blah, blah. They're not engineers. Yeah, but, you know, people who build houses or build sheds or build stuff on their property aren't all professional construction people. One can learn if one wants to. So this this is a good thing, the right to repair, in my humble opinion. And iFixit has cut a deal with Google. So they have genuine pixel spare parts where you can go and buy whatever you need to either extend the life with new batteries, fix a cracked screen, whatever. And just so you know, the Google stuff is at ifixit.com slash Google. Mm-hmm. I mean, iFixit has really been going the long way. Plus, when you go to iFixit, they also have pages with lots of instructions um, you can also get the tools to install the parts. I mean, it's amazing. It's a st- and the guides are step by step. I, I looked at this before the show, and I think pretty much anybody who is a little deft with their hands, if you can move your hands well, you can do this. And yay for iFixit, and yay for Google to actually putting the parts out there. These are OEM, original equipment manufacturer parts. This is great. And bravo to uh, iFixit. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, uh, they'll be, them. you know, hopefully Samsung will be coming aboard and a whole lot more. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I looked at uh, this uh, cholesterol drug. It's a virtually the same price, a tiny bit, okay. like 30 cents cheaper. But that's because I work for a big company who gets these massive discounts, you know. Right. Um, well, so, and not everybody has that benefit, right? No, so definitely not. So this gives a chance for the regular walking around person on the street to actually get the deal. Exactly. Because in- exactly. you know, I'm sure your insurance is not cheap. 
Uh, no, it is not. Nobody's no, insurance right. is cheap. Yeah, nobody's is. <laughs> um, all right, so we, we have been talking for years now about how much does it really cost if you have an electric vehicle when the battery goes out? And we've never really gotten a solid answer to that. And I found a story that talks about the fact that the Prius, which for a long time was a god-awful, I'm sorry to say this, ugly-looking EV, I mean, I remember when it first came out, I said, well, gee, maybe I'll get an EV when it looks really cool. But, you know, it came out. But the reality is <laughs> it has been the longest uh, in terms of quality and care. It's two and a half times more likely to reach 200,000 miles than the average car. So they have a uh, warranty for pre-2020 Prius models that covers the hybrid battery for either 10 years or 150,000 miles. Um, and that says in states that have adopted California emission standards or eight years or 100,000 miles elsewhere in the U.S. Uh, and uh, later and all the others are have a 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty as well. The Prius battery replacement cost is about four grand. So basically, if you get a Prius, you're probably in pretty good shape. Now, the Tesla battery, which is the uh, top-selling EV, I believe, in the country right now, uh, yes, the Model Y ranked as the top-selling EV, uh, followed by the Model 3. So people are buying the Tesla mostly in electric cars. Um, they estimated a vehicle gets scrapped about every 200,000 miles of use in the U.S. and about 150,000 in Europe. Uh, in a report that you know they recently came out. So all new Tesla vehicles come with a limited warranty, covers the replacement or repair of a malfunctioning battery for either eight years or 100 to 150,000 miles. Now, that's the good news. If you want, if one, you are someone that puts a lot of miles on your car, I mean, I probably put on my car easily 15, 18,000 miles a year when I'm driving, when it's not a pandemic. Uh, so, you know, you go, if, if you're a heavy driver, you're going to go through that warranty in four or five years. So the question is, what does it cost to replace a battery? Well, the story says that the Tesla out of cost battery will run you more than $20,000. So if you're planning which, to buy Which a, is why that, but where with the, we had a story a few weeks back about oh, yeah, some guy yeah, yeah. who decided to blow up the car rather than giving 20000 to yeah, Tesla exactly. for a new battery. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I get it. I mean, I guess this bodes well if you want to lease a vehicle. You know, if you're buying your car outright or paying cash or paying it off at the end, do you really want to take the chance that four or five years later, you're going to spend $20,000 on a battery? And that's a tough call. I mean, what would you do if you if you knew that you probably were going to have to replace the battery in four I'm or not five buy, years? I'm not buying. I'm just not buying one. It just An I'm not. Electric vehicle. Yeah. I'm not yeah. because I believe that we're all working off version one, and not even one point one. Right. Right. This this is ridiculous, and I mean it's great and it it makes people happy and we're doing green stuff. But the yeah. bottom line is the batteries are still left over to be recycled. Yeah. Well, it's, which, that's it. I you mean, know, it's if you remember our friend Eric Lundgren, oh, yeah. the guy who went to federal prison for recycling yeah. computers, long story yep. short, you Google yep. him if you want to hear about it. He's on, uh, on Twitter. But yep. he has a company now called BigBattery.com, and he is recycling. As a matter of fact, it's in Chatsworth. We should probably call oh, him and go over oh. there. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's recycling. 
bad these batteries. Um, he pulled a BMW out of the trash and put a battery pack in and it worked again. So, I mean, he's doing the recycling and what we need is more of this recycling. It's all well and good. I mean, let's face it. It's all well and good that we do green things and we save the environment. And I agree, but if we're hurting the environment on the other end, it's what can I say? Yeah. That's why now, I'm te- waiting. Okay. Well, Tesla <laughs> says that you should bring your battery back to, don't try to repair it yourself. Don't do a DIY. Now, I don't know whether that has to do with them yeah, making money like or Apple. whatever. Right? <laughs> yeah. Sounds like uh, Apple. <laughs> but it says Tesla makes the best effort to recycle every end of life battery so it can extract the raw materials and produce new batteries. Well, okay. Maybe yes, maybe no. Uh, yeah, but ma- that, I like that, right? Maybe yeah, yes, yeah. maybe no. Yeah, uh, you know, so we'll see. Uh, there's a new Ford Mustang Mach-E. Uh, Which and, I've heard is a great car. Yeah, it's supposed to be really cool. You know, they got the Hyundai I- I- Ionic, Ionic, Kia. You know, everybody's coming out with, with uh, electric vehicles now. So figure that if you don't drive your car a lot, you're probably going to get 10 years out of it. If you're a heavy but driver, wait a minute. If you don't drive the car a lot, then you're not spending a lot on gas, and you're not well, that's true. burning a bunch of fossil fuels, and you're not that's really true. contributing to the bad you're air. Right. So, you're, yep, you're 100% right. Yeah. So, anyway, that's as, as clear as mud as to what you should do when you consider buying an electric vehicle, and we'll see. Um, okay. So, so yeah. Echo. So, just just one last thing. So, oh, yeah. I'm waiting, like you and I always would wait for the next update or the next version, or we wouldn't buy the first one. Right. I mean, people have just gone wild buying the first one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we'll see how that works out. Okay, so if you use an Echo, as many of us in the universe now use, here's a couple of tips on things you can use with Echo that will uh, make your life easier using him or her, depending upon which voice you use. Uh, If you want to stop or start the background, you can change your background imagery on the Echo system, on the Echo Show. Uh, You open your Alexa app, which is pretty much where you change everything when you're using Echo and such. It comes on the uh, app. You can then find your uh, photo display, and you can go uh, to the settings, home and clock, clock and photo display, personal photos, and you can put any photo you want up on the screen. So on now, there, your I've, wife uses Google Hub, correct? She does, The correct. Nest Hub, so do I. And that pulls pictures from Google Photos, which, I, honestly, I don't know how Amazon got hold of my pic- some of my pictures, yeah, I don't exactly because all of a sudden when the fire TV's you know on hold for a while we've gone to the bathroom done something we come back and we see pictures of us on there which is basically yeah, the know, same thing Weird. as you're talking about now where did they come from I guess maybe I'll investigate and go in and see how the pictures are getting there there must have been something I installed and it just started sucking up pictures no, they actually, when you're not home, they come to your house, they go through your family albums, they scan them into the device, and that's how they get on there. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't surprise me at all if that actually is what happens. Um, Silk is the browser that Amazon uses on most Fire devices. Uh, and if you, uh, you want to make sure that, sure that Silk is your uh, browser, go to Settings, Devices, 
web options, browser and browser settings. You can set uh, you can set the settings so that Silk is the browser. And Silk does some good things if you're using an Echo device. You can watch YouTube on Silk. You can actually watch streaming services like Amazon Prime Video. Uh, you could just say uh, Echo Launch Netflix, for example, and that will bring it up. You can now. One of my complaints about the smaller, cheaper Echo devices is the sound quality is terrible. The speakers that they put in these things are just not good. So uh, if you have a better one, you can go into settings, sound, and equalizer. It gives you an equalizer setting, and you can set that. Um, are you a karaoke person? <laughs> not a chance. But I do yeah. have to. I do have to say, one has to make a decision here. Because you know you are giving data to either Amazon or not. Right. Correct? Correct. So the bottom line is, if you're already giving your data to Google, do you really want to start giving it to Amazon, who's just selling it to their vendors and advertisers? And that's a whole wider universe that's going yeah. to throw your data into, a much wider, because then you become part of the database of all the different brands they've shared to. Right. When you're doing it with Google or even Apple, that data is there. And if it is sold or if it's shared with anybody, um, it's anonymized and I believe it's safer. Yeah, what I think that's I pro you're probably right. Um, well, so if you want to do karaoke, you can actually do that. If you have Echo, it gives you Amazon uh, Music as part of Amazon Prime. It gives you about 2 million songs. If you want more and you want 75 million songs, you pay a little bit more for that. Uh, but it will give you the song lyrics on the screen in real time, and it becomes your own karaoke machine should you want to do that. I, I agree, Marsha. I don't want to do that. I, I, want to see, I want to see a video of someone's whole family standing in front of an Echo show of the Echo, yeah, and right, singing exactly. along. Yeah, I want to see that because... There would have to be either a lot of booze or drugs involved. So I, I, <laughs> you're, not, boy, you're not kidding. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, you can also set up do not disturb on there. So if you don't want uh, her, her, him to disturb you, you can go into but the... Wait a uh, minute. I just did think of a good thing about the karaoke night feature. Oh, yeah? What was that? What if you had a kid and a child who's learning to read? If they know a song, you can put it up there and they can see the words. Yeah, that might be useful as a learning device, but they're yeah, not interested in really helping your kids. They're interested in getting more data from you. Well, yeah, that's definitely true. But at least you came up with something that could be helpful to us. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, you can, I try. You can, yeah, exactly. You know, you can turn off the screen. You don't have to have the screen showing. You know, uh, the uh, Echo shows constantly pictures and videos. And uh, do you want me to tell you a joke and blah blah blah? Uh, if you don't want to see all that crap, you can just turn off the screen. Just say um, Echo, turn off the screen, and, and the screen will go blank. So and the uh, Google just Nest some the Hub does the same thing. And these are great tips. And the the bottom line is, if you have a device and you've made the decision to have this device, learn it, learn it, because yeah. you've spent good money on it, and it does amazing things. Yeah. So and by. And it's also, by the way, it's also a video uh, calling thing. You can use it like FaceTime as opposed to um, using FaceTime if you don't want to. And you just say, Echo, please call Marsha Collier. And it will call for you if she's in part of your preset uh, calling features. So Yeah, well, you uh, see, that's content. the thing. You have to upload, give it permission to have all your contacts. Correct. 
Now, Google already, because I use Google Contacts on my phone. They already have my contacts. I haven't Correct. exposed people. It's like with LinkedIn. Every time I almost I like log into LinkedIn, want to share your contacts, want to share your contacts, or even WhatsApp wants my contact. And I, I don't want to expose people I know unnecessarily. Yeah, which is very kind of you to do that. So uh, anyway, so those are, those are a few Well, tips I sold that... yours, Mark. Your, your, oh, no problem. Oh, I don't have any. I, I, I purposely <laughs> don't ever sign up for any of the privacy things. I want as many pieces of spam as humanly possible. I, oh, you know. wait. I got to tell you something I, that I found out over the weekend uh, or during the week last week. Um, remember Delete Me, that yeah, sure. program that I told you that's really great yeah. that gets you all off the internet? There are several major tech companies who have that as part of their employee benefits. Oh, that's nice. As a matter of fact, if you retire or leave the company, you still get five years of service. Oh, that's nice. So it is. Delete me. Very valuable. Go check it out. It's give you a lot of privacy on the Internet. Very cool. All right, it is now the time of the show. We search the universe, the planet, and eBay for the buy of the week. Thank you, Paul. I, th I have to say, this is really a pretty incredible buy. Um, the Apple MacBooks are extremely expensive. They're in the 2000, 3000, and where you can get a PC for usually 300, 500, 1500 on the top end. There is a, on eBay, they have the Apple 15, uh, 15 inch MacBook Pro Retina, uh, 2.5 gigahertz i7 processor, 16 gigabyte, 512 gigabyte certified. Now, the caveat, and the only caveat here, it's certified refurbished, but that means and that there's... Uh, what's wrong, honestly, with certified refurbished? Yeah, really? I mean, well, especially when I tell you the price of this thing. So let me tell you a little bit more about the machine, then I'll give you the price on this thing. Again, it's the Apple, comes with the NVIDIA GeForce GT750... Uh, GPU. It comes with a hard disk capacity of 500 gigabytes. Uh, comes in silver. It's a two and a half gigahertz processing SSD solid uh, solid state drive. Intel Core i7. You know, really all the bells and whistles. This brand new sells for twenty two hundred and thirty nine dollars. So you know, you're talking about uh, twenty one hundred rather. I'm sorry, yeah. a lot of money. You can get it on eBay for six hundred and thirty nine dollars. That saves you $1,460 off the price of the uh, Mac. And it comes with, by the way, a two-year warranty, free shipping. So if you're looking for a Mac and you don't want to break the bank, this is the one you want. Again, let me give it to you. It's the Apple 15-inch MacBook Pro Retina. Uh, it is their refurbished model A1398 on sale for two, what did I just say, $639, down from $2,099. And that is our buy of the week. Let me just tell you as another tip, if you're, first of all, you know, Apple has on their website refurbished devices that you can go look for. And yep. Woot.com, which used to be our favorite site, but I still oh, go yeah. to it because it is great. Uh, it's an arm now of Amazon, but they always have refurbished Apple MacBooks. I'm, I'm yeah, there right nice. now. And they had a 13-inch Retina MacBook Pro. Um, it's sold out right now with with all the bells and whistles, right, for two hundred and ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's but that cheap. was a thirteen point three. So check Woot dot com, check eBay. You, you 
you're not going to believe the deals you're going to find. And especially if it's factory refurbished, you got nothing to worry about. Yeah, there you go. God, I've been speaking to of a deals. Long, oh, I was going to say, I've been to Wooten a long time. Do they still do their Woodathon? Oh, yes, they do. I, there was one just last week, I think. And I nearly got one of their bags of crap. For oh, those who yeah, don't which... know what the bags of crap are, this is a bag that they have a limited number of, and they stock it with things you don't know what's in it. It's right. the end of stock of certain things. You know, if they don't have enough stock to actually really run it as a sale or something like that. So you never know what's going to be in a bag of crap. And I almost got it. I was in the waiting room and I lost it. So oh, I was bummer. Bummed. Yeah, I've it's never a gotten site. a bag of crap. Yeah, it's a no, fun yeah. website and they have fun fun things to read on it and their descriptions are fun. So Woot was much more fun when it was just Woot, but even now that Amazon has it, it still has some of its personality. Yeah, there you go. All right, so we got Prime Days coming up soon, and you said that there are a number of mistakes people make that you shouldn't make on Amazon Prime Day. Well, first of all, you're going to find out now. Amazon is already pimping you. As I Every time I turn on my phone, it's pimping me with something new, something new. Right. Big deal, right. big deal. Uh, you can wait. You can wait. It's not going to run away because no. if they have it now, that means they're going to have it you know, for Prime Day. Correct. And remember that when Prime Day occurs, all the other retailers on the internet know that Prime Day is happening. And the sales have started from other retailers, you know, where right. they're extending them longer than just two two days. The, the I've been looking at some great deals on other websites that, to be frank, when you go to Amazon... Have you noticed that it always has the Amazon devices? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so another thing you should do is when you're on Amazon, let's say if you're getting a deal right now, you open in another window, camelcamelcamel.com, copy and paste the product's ASIN code. You're going to find that. That's Amazon standard identification number, and it, you can see it in the URL or you can see it in the description. And just copy and paste it into Camel Camel Camel, and it will show you the price history for that particular item. And you can see if it really is a deal or it isn't, and maybe it might go down further if you've seen that it's been cheaper. Yeah. So that's a, that's Camel Camel tips. Camel is a great, great thing for you to use. And just don't rush into anything. And search the internet for the same product elsewhere. Of course, unless it's an Amazon device and they're going to make that the most price price attractive as they can because they want you in in their arms. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so we've been talking about Starlink for a couple of years now, which is uh, Elon Musk's satellite internet service. And I, Wait, and I when I read the headline of this story... <laughs> All I could do was picture little cars with satellite dishes on them. Yeah, roofs. exactly. <laughs> well, which is interesting because that's actually been around for a long time. I mean, uh, we worked for a long, long time uh, with Dish Network, and they actually, if I remember correctly, you know, for mostly for RVs and things like that, you put a satellite dish on your RV and you had but a TV But that was for connected. when it was parked. 
Right. You see, that was well, the rule. Was the it? FCC. Oh, it was? Yes, the okay. F- this is a new FCC rule that authorizes a new class of terminals that will expre- expand the range of broadband capabilities, um, supposedly while on the move. This was not possible before. Which, now by the way, is. is not. It's which is okay if you're not the vehicle driver. You know how you can get you. You know you can get connections. I mean, you can connect your phone. You can go through CarPlay. You can watch things on your TV screen. But it's not legal to watch a TV screen well, while you're Dish, driving. And Dish Network now has 5G, right? All over, right. which opening this up by the FCC might open up Dish Network's 5G for the same audience, which is uh, RVs, what all kind all kinds of things. Boats, yeah, planes. I'm, yeah, I mean, it, it may work. That the, You know, the issue for me, and, I, and we still don't know what the speeds are. Do you know anybody that has SpaceX, uh, not SpaceX, uh, that has uh, Starlink? No. No. no only what I. Only what I read on the internet. But if yeah. you'd like, I will make note next week and uh, check my Twitters and ask people questions. What should I ask? Should I ask them how their speeds are? Yeah, well, we want to know what the speed is. How, okay. how is, it, is it? And is it reliable? Okay. You know, does it go down and, and whatever? Because that's going to okay, be very if, interesting. And if you find. follow me on Twitter, at Marsha Collier, please send me a DM. My DMs are open. And uh, let me know how Starlink works for you. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And I have to say that, I, you know, 5G pops up on my phone all the time now. I see it all the time. And, and so when I see that, just for fun, I'll do a speed test. And I find that it's rarely better than 3, 4, 5 megabits per second. I, where's the blazing speed? You know, 5G, 5G, 5G. Where is the speed that this is supposed to come up with? But do you remember, let's it. bring you back two years ago when I was studying 5G in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I studied it in Europe and I studied it all over. And I said at that time, really, 5G is for internal use, like in factories and hospitals. Right. There, and there are two different kinds of 5G. So if you're outside, yeah, maybe that's great. If you're in a building, you're not going to get it. So you're not going to get full benefit. Let's put it that way. And I have tested both inside and outside, and I've found virtually no difference. Meh. So yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. All right, it's so not this like is... you have a crappy phone either. So no, there's that. no, uh, you're correct. Um, all right, so we, you know, we've all grown up with CDs compact discs that are kind of disappearing, although I will say that my last car, which was a couple years ago, came with a CD player, and I guess new cars still are coming with CD players. Well, okay, so the CD turns 40 this year. Yeah, hard to believe. 40 years. But for the first time in 17 years, CD sales actually went up by almost 50%. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, I mean, at its peak... In 2021, 46.6 million CDs were shipped in the U.S., compared to nearly a billion in 2000. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's starting to come back, and people like to use CDs. Why? You can rip the music. You can do all kinds of things. And bottom line, it sounds better. Put a CD in your stereo at home. I mean, Marantz just came out with a brand new uh, CD player. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Not cheap, yeah, because people who really want to hear the music, we have decimated music. 
I mean, sit down and listen to some of the music or pick a piece of classical music and listen to it on a vinyl record yeah, with good speakers. And then listen to it in your earbuds. Oh, yeah. It's not even the same piece of music. Not close. And uh, Licorice made a comeback in the last five or ten years, too. They're selling new uh, turntables to play Licorice. Kids have gotten into it. So, you know, you go into stores now, you can still find uh, what they used to call record albums. They're still available. So uh, that's pretty cool. It's nice to see that They call them vinyl these days. Yeah, vinyl. Exactly. And the thing is, the vinyls sell out so quickly. So hold on to your CDs. And, you know, maybe give them a try again. Yeah. I know in my computer there's still a CD drive, in the one I'm using right now. Um, yeah, mine doesn't have playing one. music. Well, when yeah. I'm playing music, I mean, I have these great speakers by somebody who, you know, some big brand name. Yeah, right. And why not? Why not? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I still have, you can get great deals on Bose Wave Systems. Oh, yeah. Which, for those who don't know, those were CD players and radios, but they'd never break. <laughs> no, <laughs> really. Right. You, they never break. And I put a CD in one just the other day. And son of a gun. I mean, the speaker inside that small Bose Wave radio is amazing. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it will be uh, of people going back. It'll be right cool. I'd like this? to. Yeah, that that'll be fun to. Think. the The only difference that I that I can see is that the storage issues are much more difficult than if you're streaming. Obviously, you can you know you can store a billion things on your iPhone, but you have twelve feet of space in order to keep your CDs. You know, so that that was the downside to CDs and LPs and things like that. But who knows? Um, yeah, okay. I still have boxes of LPs, vinyls. Oh yeah, folks. Yeah. Yeah, I got VHS tapes still floating around because I know they'll be worth something someday. Well, no, I have VHS tapes floating around because I have to digitize family videos. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Have you digitized all, right. all yours? I, you know, not all. I started. I was gangbusters about it when they first came out. I bought one. I still have it. Uh, that you know, you can put a CD in. You can put a VHS tape in, and you can put it. You can download it to a CD. So I haven't used it in a long time, though. But I did do it with a number of uh, old videos. Yeah, but the problem is, it's not like it's a movie. You know, it's half a minute of grandma doing something great, which you want. Right. And then you know, seven minutes of the dog. Yeah, doing, yeah, which yeah. you love the dog, but the dog's not doing anything. No, exactly. So, <laughs> that kind of reminds me. Tough. Well, it kind of reminds me of the days when you first got your first uh, camcorder, and you went to Hawaii, and you came home and realized you had taken forty-five minutes of ocean pictures. You know, oh, that's cool. Let me take a picture of that. You know, you got home. And, Why right? the hell would I want a picture of the ocean? You know, so uh, yeah. Right, well, hacker- I had an underwater camera, which. Uh, I took great pictures underwater. Wee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So which subscription services are you paying for and which subscription services do you actually need? You know, some people pay for email. I don't think I've ever paid for email. Uh, you know, a lot of e-free email services are around. Uh, your typical Gmail or Outlook uh, can have a price. I know. Do you pay at all for your for any uh, service, email service? I pay for storage, which, by the way, means we have to clean out the uh, Mark and Marsha email. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, right. Yeah, but I pay for storage. But that storage covers all my Google stuff. So, okay. 
you know, but you're not actually that, paying for the for no, the actual and email service. Is fabulous, and yeah, I honestly great. wouldn't use anything else. I have Outlook.com, but I I don't like the interface. I think it's clunky. Have That's you right. opened been it using, up lately? No, nah, I, I mean I mostly use uh, Earthlink. I've had Earthlink for twenty plus years. <laughs> it's extremely reliable. I know, hard to believe. People say Earthlink. Wow, they still in business? Yeah, I've been using the same Earthlink. They work great. Their service is terrific. Their free email. Their spam filters are great. Uh, so yeah, that's what I use. Um, and you can get one for free there too. Uh, okay, so antivirus. I've we've had this debate for years about antivirus. I don't personally. I not telling you you should do this. I don't use an antivirus software other than the one that's, for example, that's built into Microsoft. Um, I just am very careful. Well, Windows about Defender what I do. is very good. Yeah, it's excellent. But I do use and swear by and pay for Malwarebytes. Okay, which there you, go. you know it's. I have the premium version. It covers several computers, and it has great features. And yes. When see, because I get like Google notifications when people are pirating my books and stuff. If I click over there, sometimes that website's a little sketchy, but right. Malwarebytes closes the connection immediately. Yeah. So there's that. Okay, so, there so I you do. Go. Be, I and and Malwarebytes also goes a little further into finding Trojans and things like that. Yeah, and it's not a bad idea. It's your personal choice. Just regardless, even if you have an antivirus program continue to be safe and don't open attachments and things that you don't know right. what they are. Exactly. Uh, uh, VPNs. You're a big fan of VPNs. Uh, I haven't used one, but you travel a lot and you found that you like your VPN of choice is which one? Well, first of all, you get what you pay for. Let's, let's just say that. Right. Um, I use express VPN, which PC world ranks the best VPN overall. Um, it's safe, and we talked about, there's a chart on the internet which talks about the foibles and the fantasies of some of the different VPN companies on right. how maybe your data is not safe. But ExpressVPN is based in the Virgin Islands, mm -hmm. and laws there, um, pretty liberal, and they don't share. Yeah. So yeah. I, I find it's worth it. Yeah, I, and I know you've had uh, great success doing that. And always uh, when you're at a hotel, when you're at an airport, when you're at Starbucks or McDonald's, you should absolutely be using a VPN if you're do, going anywhere on the Internet. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so why don't we flip over to uh, streaming? There's some good stuff. First of all, I want to briefly talk about, because I watched an episode last night, and I know you're a big fan, as I am, of this show, uh, The Orville. I, I finished watching the episode. Nine, are you watching this season, the new season? Of no, Warfare? I haven't watched it yet. Should I? Okay, it's wonderful. It is. Okay. They talk. You know, they. It's if you were a Star Trek fan, it's Star Trek on steroids. It brings well, together. Well, yeah, I used to love it, but then I got pissed that they sent it to Hulu and. Yeah, it's on Hulu now. Uh, you know, it is. Yeah. And uh, but I have to tell you, there was an episode about uh, a child, a uh, planet where there's only men on the planet, and every once in a while a female is born, and it was how they uh, they changed the sex of the female because it wasn't an appropriate way to be, and you know, blah blah blah. But you know, and it's not heavy-handed; it's just really, really interesting, and I think it's extremely well done. And I'm kind of afraid it's the last season for it. So if you haven't seen it and you have Hulu, uh, go. Go ahead and watch the Orville. It's just wonderful. 
Uh, really well done show. What are you watching? Well, I now? texted I texted you last night about murders in the building. Oh, fun with, show! Uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Now yep. I don't like murder mysteries on TV. I am not, you know, that Angela Lansbury thing. I never watch that. I don't yeah, murder like sure them. Up. Yeah, I I don't care. It's it's just not my gig. Okay, it's right. just. But the stars in this and the acting oh, yeah. and the funny. Uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short are a delight, and yep. uh, Jane Jane, what's her name? Uh, forgot. Well, She's Selena Gomez. Oh, Selena uh, uh, Gomez. But yeah, the other actors also that are in it, you see them pop up, and it's great. Oh And yeah. it's worth watching, but frankly, I really don't like the those kind of murder mysteries, and. I, I don't even know why people listen to all the podcasts, but go you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Go, go enjoy what you want to enjoy, but please don't stop listening to us because we're, no, we're trying here for it. God, no. no. And it's a comedy It's a comedy murder story, so yeah. it's very, very funny. And, and, and I'm going to see Martin Short and uh, Steve, Steve Martin, Martin yeah, Hollywood Sunday night. At the holiday, yeah, Hollywood yeah, Bowl, that, so. that should be a great show. Um, also, Netflix. If you are a fan of Stranger Things, this is it. I think this is the last final two episodes of Stranger Things, and I think it's done, if I remember correctly. And it, I have to say, it, it, there must have been two years in between episodes, and I was kind of like, I don't remember anything that went on, you know. Uh, but it's good, and if you like that, um, it's a very, very well done series. Some great acting. Uh, Winona Ryder is in that thing, so that's a fun one. Well, you know, the thing is, I don't watch a lot of TV, and I know Stranger Things is very, very popular. A lot yep. of people like it, but frankly, it didn't seem to be what I wanted to watch either, yeah. so there yeah, you go. It's but enjoyable to watch. All right. Hey, that's it for us. Uh, just have a great week. Uh, be safe, and we'll see you uh, next weekend. So this is Marsha Collier and Real Mark Cohen on Twitter, and please join us on Twitter. Join us each week for the show and message us. Let us know any things you want us to cover. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.